Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Noted Podcast, uh, where we have just witnessed uh, the Jazz win their second overtime game in a row to go 3-0 and for this season, and oh my gosh, um, I know the majority of our viewer base is Jazz fans, you know, but I do want to keep this an NBA podcast, of course, but... Holy crap. I, I think as a basketball fan, uh, the Utah Jazz just like all of a sudden became a really fun team to watch uh, and the cohesion between everybody. But regardless, uh, super fun day today uh, on Sunday. But today uh, we're going to go over what our predictions for the standings are. It's one of our favorite episodes to do because it's fun to just see what everybody thinks uh, teams will end up on. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and get started with the Eastern Conference. Um, so what's going to happen, uh, we're going to share our screens with each other here, uh, and we'll make sure to announce them, uh, so that listeners can hear. Um, but for me, my predictions for, uh, the teams that are going to be there, uh, it's going to start off with first and first place is going to be Milwaukee. Now I think that Milwaukee, um, they just have one of the most consistent rosters out there. Um, and, I mean, as long as you can keep everybody healthy, of course, uh, I just don't really see another team that's as consistent with a player that's as dominant as Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, at number two, I have Philly. Uh, I feel like this is a team. I know they have gotten a little bit of a rough start on the 0-3. Tyrese Maxey has looked unstoppable, uh, and he's just looking like he's just this – you know, one of those charts in a business meeting that's just going up and up and up like stonks. Um, really like Tyrese Maxey. Uh, Joel is looking good. Tobias is actually looking really good as well. I think they just have some stuff to clear up with James. Um, but, I mean, we're, we're kind of seeing some vintage James out there as well, just barely losing some of these games. Uh, three, Boston. I'm really high on Boston, but I'm kind of curious to see what the whole, like, situation with the coaching uh, that happened over the offseason, if that's going to affect the team at all. Um, they were able to add uh, Malcolm Brogdon, which is really nice, um, losing some of the other like depth pieces. Uh, and then, obviously, Danilo Gallinari is going to be out. So we'll see what they go. Uh, Cleveland, this is, a pretty, this is a pretty hopeful pick for me. Uh, I'd like to think that Donovan Mitchell can really make a lot of those changes. Um but I, I could also see this being like uh, probably eighth or seventh seed. Uh, but I, this is me believing that Evan Mobley is going to be uh, the player that they need them to be, uh, just both offensively and defensively, uh, and that Donovan Mitchell will actually play defense, uh, which it looks like he is helping a little bit more. So uh, Miami at the five, uh, they did lose P.J. Tucker, uh, which I thought was a pretty big piece uh, to miss out on. Uh, Brooklyn at six, I say that purely for, uh, health reasons. Uh, and you also have some like defensive stuff that you got to lock down. They were able to add Royce O'Neal and Ben Simmons is back, but there is going to be some rust. Um, but I'm hoping with, you know, the whole situation of, you know, they have Kevin Durant, which he's really good. I mean, that's pretty much the answer you need to give as far as like where they're going to be contending. Uh, Kyrie's there as well, but can they stay healthy enough for a whole season, which is like a pretty common thing we've been able to see. Uh, at seven, thrown in Toronto. I feel like Cleveland and Toronto could be some of those teams that could like easily flip-flop places. Like I could see Toronto going up to the fourth seed because uh, they're that good. OG Ananobi did lose a lot of games uh, or missed a lot of games last season. Pascal missed a lot of games last season, and they still ended up, I think, at like the sixth seed. Uh, of everybody else, if I remember correctly. So just a really, really solid squad. Uh, Chicago at the eight. Um, I mean, even with like a relatively healthy squad, like, uh, of course, Lonzo Ball is like the big uh, missing here. Like they just don't have like that playmaker that's able to start all of it. So you're pretty much depending on DeRozan, uh, ISO, and then for Zach to go off as well. But um, yeah, the Bulls, that's kind of a hopeful for me that they can move a little bit up, but I see them right now at the 8th. Uh, New York at the ninth. they were able to add uh, Brunson, uh, who's going to be the game changer to get him into the play-in. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but they, they weren't able to add that big star uh, who's going to make that big am- impact on the team. Um, and, I mean, they did get better than last season, so you got to give them that. Um, but you're just seeing other teams that have bolstered their rosters as well. Um, I'm putting Atlanta at the 10. I'm not really convinced that the whole Trey Young and DeJounte Murray situation is going to work. Um, so that's just more my disbelief. And then, of course, uh, teams on the bottom, uh, I'd say Washington, Charlotte, Detroit, Orlando, and Indiana uh, as more of just the non-lottery teams uh, of the season. Uh, in my opinion, in Indiana should definitely go for Victor. Um, there's no point uh, to compete. Most of the other teams that have young players have a really good set of young players, and like this is your opportunity to really score big since you guys lost like DeMontis Sabonis, uh, and you're having such a future with like Tyrese Halliburton and Chris Duarte um, in your guard position. So now it's time to bolster uh, the forwards. So that's my Eastern conference. So what do you guys think? Hard agree, disagree. Um, I generally agree. Um, our lists are, are pretty similar um, with some differences, but our, uh, our top 10 is, has all the same players just in different orders. So I think you're right. Um, I guess I might as well just share my screen and, and talk about my list. Um, so I actually have a Boston at one just because I think they have the continuity now. Like they've already been to the finals and they know what it takes and what the playoff atmosphere in a finals series is like. And I feel like that is pretty underrated when people talk about like teams that have been to the finals like that. I feel like that's a really good experience to have. And the whole Ime Odoka situation doesn't bother me as much because Joe Mazzula has art like it's not like he's a brand new coach to the system that like he knows all the players and he knows the sets and he knows the system like yeah he's not that wasn't the head coach but like he's not brand new to the franchise uh Milwaukee I don't need to say much about Milwaukee everyone knows Giannis and Drew Holiday are really good um Philly here's what I'll say about Philly we have seen time and time again where teams suck to start the year, and they go off. I mean, just look at the Celtics last year. They were awful until, like, December, and then they were the best team in the league. So, I like, yeah, obviously it's not ideal to start the season 0-3, but, like, come on. It's three games in. Like, let's not overreact. Um, number four, Miami. I... I'm not super high on Miami, but also they just have Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. I I just feel like you can't put them lower than four. Five is Brooklyn because I didn't really know where else to put them. Um, (laughs) I feel like they could be as high as two or one, but low is like nine. Just because, honestly, like I hate to use the word toxic, but how, how toxic that team is. Like it could blow up at any moment. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons is like, they're, like, the three most dramatic players in the NBA. Like, let's just be honest about it. Um, so maybe they all buy in, and it's amazing. But, like, I I just don't feel like the mental fortitude is there for, for Brooklyn. Six, Cleveland. You know, Brian touched on it. Like, they're a great team. Really long, really young. I feel like they'll be a really good team for years to come. Chicago could be higher, too. They're at seven. I just – I honestly don't know what to think about Chicago. Um, I I think I just don't love Jonas Valachunas on that team. I'm just not super high on on or not Valachunas. Sorry. Um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name? Center. Uh, uh, Vucevic. Sorry. Vucevic. Thank yeah. you. I'm not super high on Vucevic. Um, he's just I don't know. I just think he's a great defender, but talent. I don't want to take too much time. Atlanta eight. Toronto 9, New York 10. I think those are the bottom three teams. Atlanta obviously got better with DeJounte Murray, um, but I feel like just in general, the East got a lot better, and they're a really good team. So it's not so much that I think Atlanta is bad, but more so that the East is just really good this year. Interesting. Um, I guess I'll, I'll leave it to you, Reich. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty similar to both of you guys. I'll just kind of throw mine up here real quick. Um, so let's take a look here. Everybody can see that again. Yeah, that's yep. your Western looks like. 
Oh, sorry. Yep, my bad. Let me pull this up real quick. Okay, East. So, uh, yeah, I have the same uh, top three as uh, Carson. It's got Boston there at the top, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. I have Miami at the four. Still think they're a quality team. Don't think they might be as dominant, but Jimmy Butler is uh, he's pretty insane. I think Toronto improved immensely, uh, especially on the injury front. I think some guys that are finally going to be healthy will make that team uh, pretty formidable, especially for the Eastern Conference. Um, Brooklyn has their issues, but you can never count out uh, KD. I did leave out Cleveland and Chicago. Um, I, I That's not to say that I don't think they're capable of being in the top six. It's just kind of the way I see this season rolling out. Um, there were a lot of changes in Cleveland. I think they'll be good, but I think they might be some some shaky points of the season. Uh, I also uh, think that Chicago m- might have some issues as far as their offseason was kind of weird as far as players and is this player going to stay? Is this player going to go? I do have Detroit higher than you guys, um, and I think – that is due to their draft as well as uh, Jaden Ivey. I think he'll be great. I think Cade Cunningham's going to be even better this year. And I think the addition of Bojan is incredibly underrated. He'll be that vet presence that can score when you need him to. I think they're definitely capable of being in that nine, maybe 10 spot. Uh, and then, yeah, I can say the same thing about Atlanta. Uh, New York made changes. I don't think they do much for them. The New York fans will definitely disagree with me as far as that goes. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't think they, they're going to be very good. So, And the bottom four are, are the way they are. Um, I, I think Orlando has potential to be better than that, uh, where they have them at 13. Um, they do have some talent, especially with uh, Bancaro coming in. He looks like he'll... Uh, he won't miss a beat as far as transitioning into the league. So uh, I'm excited for the East, um, the bottom two, Indiana, Washington. I feel bad for him, but I just don't think they've got much going for him at this time. So Yeah. I, I'd i say, like, I'm a big fan of you putting Toronto up there. Like I said, like I feel like Toronto could be even as high as the fourth seed by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I think is kind of nuts is uh, Detroit up there. Uh, I know that they are so good. I'm still missing the whole front court situation. Plus, Marvin Bagley is also hurt uh, at the beginning of the season as well. Um, one thing that I, I just have concerns about is, like, New York. Like, sure, they didn't get much better. But I feel like still the addition of, like, Brunson. Um, plus, like, I just feel like the whole team... Like, as a whole, like, I feel like they're better. They're at least capable to make it into the play-in game. Um, and I think that they could easily compete with uh, Detroit or Atlanta for that, uh, for that 10th or 9th seed. But I can also understand, you know, there wasn't a lot of movement in the offseason. They weren't able to get that big star player. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah, you could yeah. switch those up. Uh, I'm even sure that we might even be putting Charlotte a little higher than they should be. Um, but I, I mean, they with Lamelo injured, the worst. and oh, yeah. uh, they're one of their best players, uh, assaulting somebody and then pursuing well, a grab career. <laughs> they lost two players to felonies this off season. Like they have had the worst off season of any team in the NBA. I'm convinced. Yeah. And sorry, not to not to detract too much from the conversation, but <laughs> with, with with Detroit. Like I like the confidence there. I th- I do think Boyan Bogdanovich is a significant piece for them that does make them better. But to have them at nine, you are riding really high on Cade Cunningham and Jay Nivey. I feel like those two guys. And granted, if you think that those two guys are gonna be amazing, and 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 Jane Ivy is in contention for Rookie of the Year, then you know what? All power to you. Like I'm not gonna disagree. I feel like that's a bold pick, but. Honestly, like I don't, I don't hate it. I just, I just don't really see it happening. It's more of the teams behind, to be honest. Uh, Cade Cunningham playing a full season last year makes them higher in the standings. I'm not saying they make the play-in tournament, but I'm yeah. not saying that they don't. At the same time, yeah. Cade Cunningham came in and actually made that team into. It's like even good teams kind of had to be like, okay, don't write it off as an automatic win. Like we have to go in and at least plan to to play well. Uh, they'll falter. I, I'm like I say, they're they're the ninth spot on this on this thing. But uh, you look at Atlanta. Um, they're just always going to be shaky to me. I, I'd love to be proven wrong there. Um, but 
like I said, this could Detroit could drop into that 10 spot and Atlanta could be in that nine. And uh, I am not high on Jalen Brunson, like at all, um, especially in New York. Like I think Jalen Brunson, if he stays in a smaller market, he'd be good. But the moment Jalen Brunson has a string of bad games, I do not think he has the mental fortitude to handle the New York fans. And I do think that he's going to have a rough stretch this season. I do not think he's just going to be, you know, prime time Jalen Brunson when Doncic got injured last year. Um, and I think he's way overpaid. And if I'm wrong, great. I'll eat crow, but I, I'm going to stand strong on that here at three games into the regular season. I respect that. I yeah. don't agree, but I respect it. I, I agree. Uh, I I mean, I, I agree with Carson in the fact that I do respect that pick. And I it makes a lot of sense because those New York fans are, oh, man. They are, they're just ready. They're ready to be sad. You know what I mean? And so yeah. the moment you let them down, it is just – it is so hard. Thing, uh, I mean, the thing just look, look at the Yankees uh, freaking oh, getting boy. absolutely obliterated um, so far. It's, it's hard to be a New York fan unless you're a Jets fan. I will say, like, yeah, New. I don't know. I just don't really get the direction that New York is trying to go, I guess. No. It's like, either. it's like, have. I don't know, because they got all those picks, right? And that's why they were saying, oh, we have, we're going to get Donovan Mitchells because we have way more to offer. And then they didn't end up actually, actually offering really anything. So they didn't get anyone. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, like, I feel like they, on paper, I, I would be very shocked if they didn't make a play in team at least. And I have them at 10. And I think they could go as high as like 8 or 7. Um, but my main worry about New York is I feel like they're similar to um, Portland for me in a way where it's like, I don't really, like, I don't understand. And I'm not a fan. They don't need me to buy in. But, like, I don't really buy into, like, what they are expecting from the future, right? Like, what what are they doing? Like, they have all these right. picks. And I guess they could wait. But, like. I, are you just waiting so you can get off of Julius Randle? Or, like, do you really think Brunson is going to – I just I, – I, I don't get it. They got no, a, real, a lot of really good pieces. I feel like if you if you try to get out of uh, – uh, oh, my gosh, Randle. If you try to get out of Randle, try to move his contract away from the team and then just try to tank, I feel like that's pretty much your best-case scenario right now, especially yeah. this season to go for that's Victor. That's what I'm saying. Like – you could have Victor Wembanyama in New York. Like, the world would end. There would be so much hype and excitement. It's pretty much the same thing that happened with Zion. And, of course, you know, you're not going to be guaranteed a player. But, I mean, this this rookie class, I mean, from, like, spots one to eight, I mean, you're pretty much going to mm -hmm. land a pretty good, like, prospect. If you're in the lottery at all, you're in a good spot. Yeah. And that's yep. pretty rare for, for a draft. Like, this is just so stacked. Yeah. It's crazy the quality of players that are coming in. And I really like uh, that they've like removed the whole college thing because now I'm seeing a lot of players starting to get some experience in like professional play going to the G League. And I'm hoping yep. that that's going to be increased a little bit more in quality. But, man, it's just exciting. And I want to ask – I want to kind of release a question here. Um, I want to ask, is Cleveland in a better situation in three years – after they've made this trade, or should they have stayed the same? Knowing what oh, we've seen I from Laurie Markkinen and Colin Sexton, of course, three picks, you have the future with uh, Obagi, or is it better with Donovan Mitchell in it? I still think that's the best move for Cleveland. I think there's a, I think there is a, like a real possibility. Like, I... I <clears throat> I, I guess I don't really get the sentiment that like oh Donovan is just gonna leave after three years. Like there's a real chance that they are championship contenders and he wants to stay. Like that is a real like I, I, I don't I guess I don't get the sentiment of where a lot of people just assume that's gonna happen. And so I think they put themselves I said this last week, they put themselves in the best spot possible to be contending as soon as possible. I don't think that's necessarily happening this year or even next season, but they've certainly done all they can to progress to that point. Right. No. What do you think? Um, Greg? I, uh, I, I think I'm in the same boat as, as Carson. I can see like the, like the premise of the question makes sense. Um, because there is a lot of, um, question marks surrounding, uh, is Donovan, you know, ready to, 
to help bring this team farther? You know, are they able to contend with the top of the East? Um, and I think the most likely scenario is, is yeah, I, I think so. I think this fresh start will be good for him. And I think the, the other pieces surrounding him are young enough um, that they, they are also improving as players, uh, you know, as long as injuries and, or other, you know, team issues don't stunt it, then three years time, this Cleveland team could be, uh, yeah, a very scary team. Uh, I do, I do worry that Dennis Garland um, will have injury issues. Um, I'm hoping this this early season one isn't isn't too serious and that he recovers well. Um, and also Evan Mobley has also had some some uh, games injured last season. So, like I say, it, it really just depends on the health of the players. But uh, I think I agree mainly with the sentiment that that Carson had that this was overall uh, the best plan of action in Cleveland. Yeah, I I guess my concern and worries like you have. You know, you have Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly. And, you know, you could probably even throw Toronto up there as far as just teams that are they're going to be in your way. And if this team has, like, what it takes, and you also have to realize by giving up three unprotected draft picks, you know, year over year, and then you have the two pick swaps, like, your future is shot. Like, the only way that you're going to get better by bolstering your team if this team isn't enough to get there, which I don't believe that it is enough, like you're going to have to get rid of some of those pieces in order to acquire something else that would be able to help in that situation. And I mean, you look at your bench, you know, you got Ricky Rubio, you got Howell Nato, um, and maybe Karius or Karis LeVert is like your big, Kevin Love. Like and Kevin Love, you know, <laughs> just piece, pieces that aren't really movable uh, at this point. You're going to have to get rid of someone up top, up front, and then kind of just depend on someone who's lesser to be part of that. So I, I guess my concern is more just like, can this team really get to that like top three, top two uh, in the Eastern Conference and mm-hmm. be able to get over the hump? Because in my opinion with Cleveland right now, the highest I see them achieving is like Eastern Conference finals, but I don't really see them getting past that hump uh, at the time. And I, I think that's mostly where me and at least me and Brian disagree, where I don't think they necessarily need, like obviously – they can't trade for anyone, but I think the players they have now are good. Uh, I think have a high enough ceiling and will reach that potential to where just their growth on their own will be like similar to what the Grizzlies are. Like obviously the Grizzlies aren't contending, but where the Grizzlies haven't really made any significant moves, but they've gotten better over over the past couple seasons because their players have just gotten better. And I think that's what will happen with Cleveland is that they have such young players that are so good that they will just improve every year, even if they don't make you know, they don't trade. And I, and I think there still is like a possibility for like a free agent, like similar to what Utah did with Boyan Bogdanovich. Obviously they're not going to get, I mean, like obviously there's like rumors of LeBron, but like, I don't think that's happening, but there's like a chance that they get like a, a nice piece. They convince someone to come and be on this contending Cleveland team. Maybe they sell someone on that idea and then they do get better. But I think that's like the main spot where you and me disagree, where I think the players they have now are, will be good enough in the future seasons. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. I have a hard time committing to one or the other, and I think that's just just the way the NBA is these days. It's hard to yeah. predict anything. Um, and I, I do I do agree with Carson though that if all goes well this season, health wise, progression wise, there's an outside chance. Not even an outside chance. There's a really really good chance that they can pick up you know a mid level free agent that can either be a good starter for you or be a good presence off the bench. And, you know, I, I don't think they're that many pieces off from being a really good team. I think they're pretty much there. So uh, I, I, I see done. the worries. Sorry? Oh, I just said the hard part for them is done. Like, they have the top talent yeah. already. Right, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out, but uh, I think I agree mainly with Carson, though I do understand the sentiment that you have, Brian. Yeah, for sure. So now moving on from that difficult question, which we will have answered in a couple of years, um, Western Conference standings. Now, I don't know about you guys. But I had a really hard time uh, with the Western this Conference was hard. standings. It was I almost it was put hard. it in a lottery. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel confident about mine. I'll be real. Like, yeah, even now, I'm like, I, I don't know. I think for me, yeah. the hardest spots to really determine were like four through seven. 
And I mm-hmm. feel like this could literally be like one of those situations in the Western Conference where it's off by like one game each team uh, by the end of True. the season. So I'm going to start off with mine. Um, Western Conference at, at the number one spot, Golden State. Holy crap. They are so good. They are so good. Really, all you lose, I think, is like Juan Toscano Anderson. Um, but you're keeping everybody else, uh, which is pretty awesome. Obviously, you pray and hope for health uh, with Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. Obviously, Jordan Poole got the big contract, and he's looking still amazing uh, for himself. Plus, you add uh, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, and Wiseman is back, uh, and he's looking yeah. really good too. So I just think this team got better, and they were already like a top team. You know what I mean? So Golden State's looking good. Denver, uh, I mean, you have... I feel like if you have someone like Jokic on your team, you're just guaranteed to be good. And the fact that they got to the sixth seed without anybody else, it was pretty much just uh, 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 Facundo. <laughs> um, uh, they're helping you out. But you have Denver there, who is just an incredible team. Uh, and you have some players back. Get the rust off. Uh, and then I'm thinking at the second half of the season, Denver's not going to be losing a lot of games. Um, Clippers, I mean, you just have two of the best wings in the game uh, in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you have a really good shooter in Kennard. Um, and then you got John Wall, which if he stays healthy, this is a scary, scary team. So I got them at the third. I am a big believer in, um, and I forget his name, uh, Luka Doncic. Sorry. I'm a big believer in Luka Doncic. I think he's going to have an enormous leap this year. Uh, we were able to see him finally get over the hump, uh, you know, unfortunately against us, uh, but winning just his first series uh, in the playoffs. And uh, honestly, from what I've seen so far this season, he's looking insane, uh, really good. You lose Brunson, but you do gather a little bit of height uh, in the front court with JaVale McGee and with uh, Christian Wood, and it's looking really nice so far. Uh, I'm pretty high on this team. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And I think I'm giving a lot. I'm, I'm kind of given the Jokic treatment where I feel like just having that player uh, who's currently leading the Vegas odds in the MVP race right now, uh, I feel like that propels you to the fourth spot. Uh, I have Phoenix in the fifth. Um, and I honestly could see this team kind of sink a little bit lower uh, because I almost feel like Phoenix is having that same moment that happened to Utah against the Clippers a couple years ago where they just had all of these expectations to go to the finals, and then they got hit with the uh, losing a game you should not have lost to in a really bad manner, um, which is exactly what happened to the Jazz. And even just listening to Donovan Mitchell's uh, interview with uh, J.J. Redick uh, on that J.J. Redick podcast, don't know if you guys have listened to it, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell even mentioned that some of those games like that Clipper series just felt impossible to like recover from as a team. And you just have that like mental block. So I could see Phoenix in that situation where they're like going to try to compete again, but Chris Paul's not looking as dominant as he used to be. Thankfully you were able to get Aiton back, but not in the best way possible. Like he doesn't have a lot of faith in the team uh, and he's kind of just there for business. Um, you still have book, you still have Mikel Bridges, you still have Cameron, like they have a really, really good team. Can they just gel it together and get over some of those like, um, off the court situations that are happening with the team? Uh, and then just kind of just believe in yourself again. Um, I really like the addition of Lee, uh, to the team. Uh, they were able to gather him from uh, golden state and he's looked really good this so far this season. So I put him at the fifth Minnesota, the six, if, Ant can really get there, which he was not there at the Jazz, uh, was missing <laughs> completely. But adding Rudy Gobert just adds wins. So looking at Minnesota's place, like even though that the Western Conference was able to get way better, Rudy Gobert is just going to add wins to your team because of defense. Uh, and then I'm, I'm just assuming everybody else is going to play as good as they have been playing. Uh, Jenny McDaniels looks awesome. Uh, really excited to see how he's going to grow up uh, as well. Um, Memphis at the seven. I, I hated doing this. I really do because I feel like, I feel like I just want to credit what they had last season. as just like an awesome run. Um, uh, maybe like a Leicester city, uh, how they won the, the premier league a couple of years ago. And it was just like randomly there. Um, but I just don't know if that's repeatable. 
Um, I'm not gonna say Morant is gonna get any worse because he's just he dropped almost like 50 <laughs> points in a game. Like it's him. Can everybody else continue the same like steady progression that they had before? Because you have to remember Denver and Clippers are back this season and they weren't last season. Does that change things? Especially when you have really good wing guards uh, that are going to be there. Um, New Orleans at the eighth. I am so excited about this team. It literally killed me inside to beat New Orleans because I just love that team so much. They were so good. And and the fact that they were able to come back from a 17-point deficit as well uh, to just go into overtime and just barely lose it at the end. McCollum was awesome. Uh, Zion, you could see some of the, you know, trying to get back in the rhythm. And you have to also notice that Brandon Ingram was not able to play, and he was one of, like, the big wild cards uh, that was making them so good. Uh, I literally think they lose that game because they don't have Brandon uh, Ingram that game. But this team is amazing. Um, Everybody on that team is so good. Even the bench just plays super hard. Love New Orleans. Uh, I have Portland at the 9. This is the year that I feel like this is the last chance. I... I just don't see Portland continuing to try after this year if they get another like lottery spot. And so I think Lillard kind of knows that as well. And it's really, you know, I really like the fact that I'm seeing the 3-0 start from Portland. But that's why I have them there. And I have freaking the Utah Jazz at the 10th spot because, man, it is exciting to see them win. I kind of don't want them to win a lot where we're out of the lottery. If we can at least stay in the lottery, that'd be great. But I feel like the Jazz are in a situation where it is a win-win. You either win a lot and build a winning culture and then give, you know, Will Hardy a lot of credit. Everybody really believes in him and they're like, oh my gosh, like everybody thought we were just going to lose super hard, but now we're just winning a lot of games. Or you're really bad, you tank, and then you get a a really good chance of getting Victor Wanbanyama. Cool. Either way... This team is actually really good, and I could see them even being higher than the 10th spot. I'm just assuming that we'll at least get into the playing game, uh, which is my guess. Uh, Los Angeles, I just think they are not a good team. Uh, and I, I weirdly say, like, I feel bad, but it feels weird as a Jazz fan to say that. But it is it is sad for me to see someone like LeBron, who's had the legacy that he's had in his career, kind of finishes his last moments of his NBA season, especially his 20th season, which is crazy. And he's so good to just have this amount of rosters, even to know that the Lakers didn't take a trade with Mike Conley, Bojan Vigdanovic, and who was it Jordan Clarkson included into that? I, I don't exactly remember. I don't think. I don't, I don't know. But it was for like two picks. Remember. It was for like two picks. And I'm like, what are you going to do with those two picks? And you guys want to know something even crazier? Guess who has the Lakers pick for this season? New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, that's, that's a real chance that New Orleans gets a lot of New Orleans it has this team right now and has a chance of getting uh, a Victor Wembanyama by getting into the lottery. I'm not saying it's going to be big, but that feels bad. Uh, and I'm, uh, and like, I feel Riker said this, I'm pretty sure it was Riker, but like just a couple days ago, really good thing that the Lakers were able to win a chip with Anthony Davis, because after that year, it has just looked miserable for that trade. Yeah. Um, but at least they were able to get a chip. Um, Sacramento, (laughs) yeah, Sacramento. Uh, sorry, Carson. It was Carson. So. Oh, that's uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Sacramento. Again, you're just not really adding a lot of things. I think their rookie is really good, though. So hopefully you just go for the victor. Uh, Oklahoma City. Chet is hurt. Uh, I also made this realization a couple days ago. Is Chet discount victor? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, Houston and San Antonio just there. They don't really got a lot going on, but we'll see what happens. But that that's my Western Conference. Nice. Um, did you do you want to go Riker or should I go? Uh, uh, I'll I'll go real quick. I I, okay. I you guys can disagree with me if you'd like, but I don't think there's much to say. So I think you guys will disagree with mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good start. So maybe maybe you should wait for mine. Okay, sounds good. 
All right, so yeah, uh, I got the same top two as Brian, um, and I, I don't think I need to add much to that, um, to be fair. But uh, I do want to add in number three, I have Memphis. And it's hard for me to like really substantiate my claims. I think it's more off of a gut feeling. I, I think that Memphis is a really good regular season team. Um, they locked down a lot of the guys that they wanted to lock down, and they got some of them at a discount price. And what that tells me is that these players believe in it. And when you've got a team that's locked in, like they can be really dangerous. Um, yeah. Can they make a, a hit in the playoffs? I hope so. Do I think they will? Maybe not this season. Um, but I do think Memphis will have a great regular season. Uh, at number four, uh, ever since last year's playoffs, I look at New Orleans. I'm like, this is this is like a team that can compete. Uh, they've got a healthy Zion. They've got uh, they've got almost like four scoring options on their starting in their starting five. Like you've got you've got McCollum who can shoot lights out. You've got Brandon Ingram who, when at his best, can be the the best player on the court. And then you've got Zion who, if he can stay healthy, is the enigmatic talent that he is. So you've got options there, and you've got a bench that doesn't quit. Um, you've got one of the best defenders in the league in Herb Jones. You've got uh, a great hybrid like. The reason why the game tonight was so hot hot for Jazz and then not was because uh, the, they, they made a switch and they, they moved Valanchunas out of the lineup and got Larry Nance to play some small ball and it, it threw everything uh, up in the air. And so they have versatility there. Um, I, like Brian said, he hasn't been the play in. I think they're better than that. I, I think that they are a, a playoff team. Uh, are they a contender? Uh, if Zion is who he says he is and who we think he is, sure. I don't. I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, but I will it happen? I doubt it. But it's always possible. And then of course the Clippers. I have them at five. They just struggle with injuries every year. So when healthy, they're one of the best teams in the league. I just don't think they'll stay healthy all season, and I don't think they necessarily need to. I. I don't. I won't be surprised if they. They do a lot of rest with Kawhi, with Paul George. That way, when they get in the playoffs, they can be strong. And I don't think they need to be in a high seed to make a splash in the playoffs. So yep. uh, I just expect them to kind of stay mid, you know, four or five. They could be three if they stay healthy. Um, but I just don't see that happening. And and Phoenix, I'm in the exact same boat as you, um, Brian. I, I think they're going to struggle this year. Uh, I think it was like the funniest. They had the press conference for DeAndre Ayton, and one of the reporters was like, "Hey, how do you feel about like them signing you?" And he's like, "It's great." <laughs> like, like it is, dude, you're obviously not happy. And to his credit, he doesn't necessarily need to be. But anyway, yeah, that was funny. They, they uh, Dallas up for sure. Oh, they for sure did. Dallas, I agree with uh, Brian. I think uh, Luca is an MVP front runner. Um, I do worry about injuries again, though, in that situation. If Luka gets injured, I do not have any faith in Dallas winning winning basketball games, but that's just me. I could definitely be wrong there, but I just don't. I think that Luka is the team. I think they have a good supporting cast, but it only works if Luka's healthy. Um, and Minnesota, they could definitely be higher on this list. I agree. Gobert wins you some games. Um, it's so early in the season to really like base a full conjecture a conjecture on, but I, I do worry about the supporting cast in, in Minnesota. I, I think they have a solid starting five. I think their bench is hit or miss. So, uh, like I say, they can move up. I'm not I'm not, not too faithful in them. And I I'm, don't need to say much more on Portland. That's already been said. Uh, I don't need to say much on Utah. They could definitely be higher. This The first of the season's got me hyped. I, I went into the season like they could lose every game and I'd be happy just because, you know, we got a future. But, man, it feels good to play as well as we're playing right now and i don't know what it is but yeah la is going to be on the outside looking in not much else to say they're trash um okc <laughs> they're not trash they just they just gotta they just gotta develop a little more before there's something more than they are uh in the bottom three i think i just put them in randomly it could change i don't really care they're just not going to be good so yep there's, All there's right. so much truth <laughs> Nice. Um, 
yeah, our lists are similar in some rights, but not similar in others. Um, at one, I've got Golden State. I think we all had Golden State at one, right? Um, yeah. I don't think there's much to be said there. Steph, Clay, Draymond, Jordan Poole, Wiggins. Like, they're just... Good. I will say, man, Warriors fans are so lucky to have a GM that will pay a ridiculous amount of money for a good team. That luxury... They are like spoiled. $250 million a year. It is insane. Blah. Unreal. That's, it's, it's that's without a that's without a Draymond contract, by the way. <laughs> it's it's insane, but yeah, uh, that, I mean that there's a reason they're good. They they have the money to pay players. Um, this is my boldest one, and actually for a while I I had Minnesota at one, mostly part partly because I kind of just like like the past couple of years it's been like Utah was a surprise one seed, and then the Suns were the surprise one seed. I just wanted another surprise one seed. I love um, that. But I don't think they'll be the one seed. But I, I would, I, even with their early season struggles, I would be shocked if they're not a home court team in the first round. I think there's just too much talent on that roster. I think the players that are already on the roster were such a good fit around Rudy Gobert. I think there's going to be a lot of spacing. Um, I think right now, all my, the only thing is, is I feel like, they're just learning to play with each other and learning each other's quirks and, and how to run sets. And so I'm not super worried about them. Um, maybe they won't be as high as two, but at the lowest, I, I would just be shocked if they were lower than four. I think that's just such a good team. Rudy Gobert, they're like, you think about their biggest weakness the past like three or four seasons has been defense. And now they have Rudy Gobert, not only Rudy Gobert, they kept Jane McDaniels. So yeah, I'm, I just, I just love the construction of Minnesota. Um, Three Denver, again growing pains with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. missing like a, a year, however long they've been out. Um, but I think eventually those two guys will play regular rotation minutes and they'll be the dominant Denver they've always been. Uh, Clippers, not much that needs to be said that hasn't already been said. I will say that if every single player in the league was healthy and every team was healthy and played the fullest potential i think clippers are the best team in the league i think that's the, probably the best constructed roster for both offense and defense but their main struggle is they cannot stay healthy ever so that's why i have them at four um they could dip or they could be higher they're just you just never know what's going to happen with them five phoenix i have some you know similar things like chris paul has not been good and I think that's a really, really bad sign for Phoenix because yeah. he's been the glue that made them as good as they have been the past couple of years. So I think they'll still be a playoff team. Uh, I just don't think they'll be nearly the force that they have been the past like two seasons. Six Dallas, Luca's a monster. Um, he'll make Christian Wood look good. JaVel McGee is a okay signing. Um, I think I would prefer if they had a better center that wasn't starting. And have him come off the bench, I'd feel better about that. But it is what it is. Um, Luca is gonna make you go in the playoffs. So the one, the, this is when I said earlier that I didn't feel comfortable at my list. It was Memphis, but I don't know how to put them over. You know what I mean? Like Dude, I, I don't feel same. right. Yeah. I do not feel good about putting Memphis in the play-in game. But like, maybe they're better than Phoenix. But like, I don't see Phoenix dropping to the play-in game, even if. I don't know. So that's the hardest. That was the big struggle for me. Like, I think my big problem with, with the Western Conference, like our Eastern Conference um, standings were all pretty similar. But with this, like with Minnesota, Dallas, Memphis, and even New Orleans, like they're all like kind of newer teams that are like approaching this like playoff contention caliber like all the time. And they're getting better and better. And it's hard to tell like how you can't, it's hard to guess how good they're going to be because they, they haven't really shown. Uh, other than, like, Dallas, I feel like has been the one that's been the most consistent. It's just tough. Um, but, yeah, eight New Orleans, I have the same sentiments as you guys. They are very good. They definitely won the 80 trade in hindsight. They were never going to win a championship with them, so they got as much as they could. Um, I think tonight, even even with the loss, I think that showed just how, how deep and how well-coached they are. Without Brennan Ingram for most of the game and Zion for... I think it was out all of the fourth quarter, right? Or at least most of it. I think that's very telling of how well coached they are and how much they buy in and how hard they fight. 
Nine Portland. Um, I've already said I don't believe in them. Dame's amazing, but like after the season, they need to blow it up. Um, ten, I have I have L A. I just don't. That's wow. Listen, here, here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the here's the thing. I don't think they make the playoffs as they currently are constructed, but they don't outrightly lose miss the playoffs. They lose it with a playing game. That's how I feel. They don't make it to the playoffs, but they don't make it through the playing game. Like I, I just I don't see them being lower than ten. But do you think they're better than they were last season? No, absolutely they didn't not. Make the playoffs last Here's the thing. So <laughs> I will talk about this. There's a reason why Utah. I think right now, as if Utah stayed the way they were the whole season, I think they could sneak into that ten spot. Um, however, I think this draft class is just too good, and Danny Ainge knows that. And with Mike Con- like there is no real future for Mike Conley and Rudy Gay and Jordan Clarkson on this team. Let's just be real. And if you can get those guys, I think there's a real chance that Los Angeles panics and says, okay, Utah, we'll give you a, a pick for Mike Conley and whatever else. Or like, you know what I mean? And so I think I'm basing this off of my guess that I feel like a trade like that does happen. And I think Danny Ainge yeah. accepts that I, I want a lottery pick and uh, Rob Plinka gets desperate and realizes, oh, this is one of the last seasons we'll have with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I don't want to waste that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I I honestly think, and, you know, knowing Danny Ainge, knowing the desperation from Los Angeles after not making that trade uh, to get Boyan, which I think really screwed them uh, personally. Oh, yeah. But I, I th- 100% believe if they made that trade, they would be championship contenders. Like, the, the one thing you need around LeBron James and Anthony Davis are shooters. They can play defense. They don't need to be good defenders. They just need to shoot. Yeah, and I mean, they, you literally, don't, don't you have... literally had three players you could get from the Jazz that would help bolster your three-point yeah. shooting. Which, this is a really, it sucks that this is their option that they'd have to go with because Mike is, you know, also, uh, you know, old like LeBron James. So you don't really have any future. But I think we could even snag maybe like two picks for like Conley, and maybe you throw in someone else uh, as part of that deal. Um, maybe you could even grab like a couple of players and picks uh, for Jordan and Mike. Uh, but knowing Danny Ainge, I feel like he would really be able to snag a big deal uh, off of the Lakers with a desperation. Yep. And then same with like my bottom three, Oklahoma, Houston, and San Antonio. I just, they're just not good and they're not trying to be good. So not much else to see there. Well, I feel like with Chet, like had they had Chet playing, like they would have way oh, more yeah, that'd wins be a different this story. season. But with him being out for the rest of the season, like this might even be a good thing. Like just be like, all right, let's just tank. If we get Victor, like, wow, we're going to have such a good team in like two, three years. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite the same, but I, I feel similar to that one year that Golden State had where they got um, uh, James Wiseman. You know, like Steph was hurt and so was Clay Thompson. So they tanked and then they got other players healthy. Obviously, it's not to that extent because they don't have players like that. But I think they have a good enough roster that after this season, Chet comes back and they, they get a lottery pick. I think there's a decent chance that they're like a play-in or playoff team next year. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So I think one of the things that I've noticed from our lists that differentiate um, – is Memphis is hard to really yes. guess what they're going to look like this season. I also feel like we have a lot riding on Denver, and I feel like more of the insurance of why we have them all so high is because of Jokic. But are we going to get everything going from the other two members of that big three uh, is a big question. Um, is Phoenix going to be able to continue uh, what they've been able to do without Chris Paul there and without that uh, happiness because buy-in uh, as you've been able to tell with like new orleans and with the jazz buy-in can really influence a lot of like outcomes uh as far as like how the team feels towards the coach and just the fact that ayton hadn't even spoken uh to the coach uh you know and just all of that time uh you know from losing 
uh, which was a pretty big deal, even just at the start of the season, is a really bad sign for me. So you're just going to hope that things change, but this Western Conference will be the most competitive Western Conference we've seen in in years, Uh, and that's even with Utah falling out uh, of that contention. So that's really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a crazy season. Yeah, this has already been one of the funnest. It's seasons. been so fun. Yeah, and I've had a great time. So it feels like almost every game that I've watched has been because so many teams are like are so different, and every game that I've watched has been super interesting. And yeah. it's like yeah. I look at my 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 sports app at ESPN, and it's like all these games are slated for today. I'm like, I just I'm on my computer switching between them because they're all so <laughs> fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is the year to buy league pass if you haven't. By the way, like yeah. <laughs> this is it's so great. Uh, last question before we let before we let it go: Are the Warriors still the champs this year? Hmm, I hadn't thought about it. I think so. I think I think they had a like the best shot at it. Like they didn't. Have I would the best agree. Because there wasn't like you know a whole lot of. Uh, I don't know. You just couldn't really buy in. And then they got into the playoffs. You're like, okay, yeah. And then they just kept everything all together. So, uh, yeah. I, I think they will do. say I am a little worried for them. If they, I think there's a real chance they play the Clippers in the second round. Um, and in that case, I'm a little worried. But I think generally the West is not as good as the East. And so I think Golden State probably wins. I feel like they have the least amount of resistance compared to the East top Eastern conference teams to the finals. That's fair. Yeah. I can see the top heavy for sure. I, you know, like I said in my original statement, like they have everybody they had that was like really key uh, personnel. And then you have the addition of Wiseman, you know, being healthy again uh, and being added to the team. And then Dante Tivincenzo to add a little bit to the, the whole, like, uh, substitute or the second uh, team but mm-hmm. man I just don't I have a hard time believing anyone beating Steph Curry because I also feel like people aren't really giving Steph Curry like the respect he deserves in the fact that like this guy could genuinely be like one of the best players of all time uh, and you could throw up that consideration so <sighs> I don't know it's tough tough to call it but it is guys it's, yeah real hard thank you so much for listening in to us we'll be back next week with our predictions for the nba awards uh and then just some hot topics that are going around the league but thanks so much for taking note today and we'll see you next week